0: everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast, I'm your host Ian Holtz, with me as always, is George Rogers, I feel like we don't have to introduce each other anymore, like we could just start off and go, alright, here's the movie
1: I mean, we could, but eh.
0: Forgive me everybody, <clears throat> um, I am definitely experiencing some sort of seasonal allergy slash cold bullshit in my head, so if I sound a little weird, it's Actually, not technical difficulties for once. It's um post-nasal drip I've been dealing for the past 24 hours. So uh, I do apologize for the sound of my voice if it sounds weird. Um, so I feel like we just saw everybody, you know. We were here Saturday. Great, uh that was a great discussion, George. I listened to it the next uh the next day at the gym and I really enjoyed talking about that. Um so here we are, we're doing our three musketeers nineteen ninety-three. Three Musketeers review. Um, boy, you said it best, George, during this movie. They do not make them like this anymore. Just They they don't. Straight to they the point, honestly action, don't. Like
1: action movie, you know? Like it, it, you get a movie nowadays, it's, you know, it's two hours or two and a half hours. It, it, it's trying to be something it's not. It's spending way too much time on exposition and, uh and jargon and you know, what and just wasting everyone's time. This was what, like a solid hour, hour 15, and 40.
0: yeah, something or like or that. hour
1: like. 40, something like that.
0: Uh we're looking at 105 minutes, so about an hour and 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: And that's probably with credits as well. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> a, a tight, tight movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. now I, this has always been one of my favorites. Um, you know, I've been watching this move for 30 years and, um, <clears throat> oh, I didn't hit mute. I'm sorry. I, I thought I clicked on it, but I'm trying to mute when I have to call for sneeze. Cause I've been sneezing all day. Um, so I, what it basically was, was we had this spot open on the schedule, I think. And then a couple months ago, I noticed, um, I think I was looking at something on YouTube and I came across the trailer and I was just like did this come out in 93 or 94? I can't remember. And I Googled it and it was 93 and I was like, well, we have a spot open. I'm just going to stick it right here. So, um, you know, not that we, you know, it's always nice to celebrate an anniversary of a movie. So, um, I feel, and, you know, you get some of the big ones, you know, the 30, you know, 35th, 25th, you know, 50, you don't hit too many fifties though. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for movies that we would want to review. So, but, uh, Hey, let's, um. Let's get into this whole shebang, uh, George. You know the question. It, w- it was the first time you saw this movie when we watched it the other day.
1: All the way through, yes. Wow, I've seen wow. bits and pieces, but uh, mm. uh, never really sat down. Yeah, all the way through and now immersed. Myself.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but like I said, I've been watching this movie for thirty years. Uh, i I'm sure that I have the VHS copy still around here somewhere. So. Um, just one of my favorites. It's also my favorite incarnation of this story. Um, this is a very like basic interpretation of the book, you know. Um, probably the original back in uh, seventy three, I think it was with Richard Chamberlain and, and 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 Oliver Oliver Reed and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> that's probably a slight more faithful to the book, but. You know this is the gist of the book, like this is like the cliff notes version of the book, and I think it does a great job. I've always I've always loved this. So let's let's read some stats and then we'll uh, we'll get into this discussion. All right, the three musketeers released November twelfth, nineteen ninety-three. And if for those of you who are saying, Well, why don't you do it in November? Well, November is packed to the gills, so yeah, because, um,
1: because, because shut your fucking mouth, that's why. How
0: about yeah. that? No, November November is a uh, pretty heavy month for us, so um, we had the spot open or I moved something out of the spot. I don't remember what it was. Um, I think this I think today was this week was open, though. Um, released uh, November 12th, 1993 on a budget of 30 million dollars, a box office uh, gross of 111 million dollars, directed by Stephen Herrick. A screenplay by David Lowery, uh, obviously based on the Alexander Dumas Three Musketeers novel uh, music by Michael Kamen. The great Michael Kamen, um, and starring... Let's go down to the cast. Or you cannot. There we go. Starring Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, Tim Curry, Rebecca DeMornay. Uh, I'll just read the whole cast because there's only like 12 of them. Gabriel Anwar, Michael Wyn... The great Michael Wincott. I don't care what anybody says. That guy's awesome. Paul McGann, Julie Depley, uh, not... Um, uh, Oh my God! Who played Frodo?
1: Elijah Wood.
0: Yeah, not Elijah Wood as King Louis. Uh, And I used that term when we watched it on Saturday, but I just haven't had a a brain fart. Uh, Hugh O'Connor as King King Louis, Uh, Christopher uh, Adamson, Hugo Fox. That's how I'm going to say, and Bob Anderson. That's the whole cast. That's why I figure I just read everybody. So, um, yeah, George.
1: Yeah, take us. to t- t-
0: do do your George stuff? I don't know. Do, yeah. do a little jig. Do a little jig <laughs> for us.
1: <laughs> so, did you know that this movie sits at thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh,
0: it blows my mind,
1: and I, I I really have a hard time kind of figuring out why. <clears throat> I mean, I it's not the most perfect movie in the world, no. but it's a. A sight better than thirty percent. Sure, Rotten Tomatoes, like, come on, people, just get with your fucking shit. Cool.
0: Uh, yeah, it kind of blows my mind. Like, like I don't, I don't understand, like, what people would like expect from a nineteen ninety three Disney movie. <laughs> like, are you gonna like get super? Super, in, like this is the time where you would just loosely based off off of books or comics. I will, you know what I mean.
1: I will tell you this: <clears throat> um, if not for the opening credits of the movie, mm-hmm. I would not have known that this was a Disney movie.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, to me, it, it feels like an early '90s Disney movie. But.
1: Right, but it doesn't. But but when you look at the movie, I mean, there's a there's a lot of heavy-handed shit in this movie. Yeah, wait, it's back when
0: Disney took risks, yeah, and it wasn't like, just pandering wait, to the lowest I mean, common denominator of children nowadays. Yeah. Mean, they actually know, made they, quality films.
1: Yeah. Like they they killed people in this movie. Yeah. And I, I there were at times where it's like, shit, that was that was graphic game for Disney. But then I remember, oh yeah, Disney in the 90s took chances. They took risks. Yeah. They made movies that, like, you know what? This seemed to be like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it instead of just giving us Hey, remember this cartoon movie from 30 years ago?
0: Yeah.
1: Here it's made with people now. It's like, oh,
0: hey, Soylent green. It's made out of people.
1: Yeah, basically. That's <laughs> like, hey, we're we're, we're going to do some live action remakes of movies that you liked.
0: Yeah, that it's are like, tar- that aren't going to be yeah. as good.
1: It's like, hit, hit except they're not going to do it for tar- except they won't do it for Tarzan.
0: And they won't do it for uh, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. For, a movie it, that would be fantastic yeah. live action nowadays.
1: Do it for Tarzan, you cowards! <laughs> and you know, and you know why they won't. Yeah, you know the exact reason why they won't. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, so despite the fact that this movie takes place in France, mm-hmm. um, nobody speaks with a French oh, accent.
0: Hi, Amy. I didn't see Amy walking.
1: Yeah, she just stuck <laughs> in, gave gave, gave the critters a little little oh. snack, little 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 dinner. Oh, that explains what it was squawking at me.
0: Oh. Um, um, no, there's one person in this movie that speaks with a French accent. When you talk, yeah, about that's it, it was, jo- uh, yeah, that's Julie Delby. uh Yeah,
1: <laughs> the that's only it. other the only <laughs> other movies I know her from is she's in the she's from the uh that movie Before Sunrise, and it's. Pre and it's a sequel before sunset, where it's her and Ethan Hawke doing shit. And she was also in American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, saying. I saw, I, I, I I saw you. <laughs> yeah, I saw you raising your eyebrows. You are like, ah, the, don't forget about American Werewolf in Paris. <clears throat> yeah, seriously Don't worry. <clears throat> the The only person I know that's even seen an American Werewolf in Paris is Rebecca, and she loves it. So Ooh, it's cool. okay. It's no, it's not even okay.
0: <laughs> like, I would never watch it, but like, it wasn't like the worst thing I ever saw, you know what I mean? I mean, compared not like to like the, the howling,
1: too, electric boogaloo, the howling. the howling, but yeah. Um, nobody speaks with a French accent, and nobody tried to speak with a French accent,
0: George. Uh, she's also Julie Delby is also in Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, who is she? She's in uh. Black Widow's flashback scene, the woman who's running the red room. Oh boy, I don't care. I I'm but like I didn't know I obviously was looking at her filmography and I was like, "That'd B. Of course, they didn't. I'm glad they oh, followed up well, with that character in the Black Widow
1: movie. That makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, I'm, that, I'm glad that came I'm glad I'm glad that all. came full circle. Then <laughs> yeah, got, I'm, I'm glad she, we, we got that big payoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because because clearly. They, you know, whatever that movie sucked.
1: So, like, the only <laughs> accents in this movie were either uh, American or British because yeah. nobody cared. <laughs> like, first things first, you're not getting a you, you're not getting any sort of accent out, out of any of the three casts of, of Charlie Kiefer or Oliver. They're not, it's like nah. especially not, not Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no. no. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. They're like, oh, here's my French accent. We, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> he nailed it. But this is a, 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 I mean, they they got Charlie Sheen and Kiefer like right, like right at the peak. Like they were everywhere. Uh yeah. They j- they were both in Young Guns, probably a few years prior to this. Which apparently they're making a third one. That's enough. You can stop talking. Well, well, well what's now? Old Guns? They're in their sixties. I
0: don't. I don't know. I mean, they should have stopped the one. The first. The first Young Guns is good. Oh god, I sure
1: hope Blue Diamond Phillips comes back as Chavez Chavez.
0: Damn my fingers are crossed.
1: Yeah, uncross them. Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> uh, he doesn't come back.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Kiefer had adjusted flatliners. I think mm-hmm. maybe uh, a, a year or two prior. Kiefer or not Kiefer, not Kiefer Charlie did man, at work with Emilio. I mean, these guys are riding high. Like they were. They, they were top of the world. Oliver Platt. This is like the only, like the, like one of three movies I know Oliver Platt from. This, Ready to Rumble, and 2012.
0: So, so three different this,
1: points of his life. <laughs> so in the
0: from 1990, leading up to this. this is oh wait, no. He, Oliver
1: Platt was in Flatliners with Kiefer. Was he? I believe. I believe he was.
0: So, so this is. This is. Um Charlie's run from 1990 up to this movie. Um, we'll we'll start with so he did men at work at the beginning of the year, and then he did Navy SEALs, Ooh. the rookie, Hot Shots, Loaded Weapon One, Beyond the Law, Hot Shots Two, and Deadfall, and then this came out. Oh, so he was he 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 was riding real high, and not to mention in '89 he did Major League. Yeah, you know '88 was Young Guns, Eight Men Out. You know, 87 Wall Street was Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, so he was. I mean, yeah. he was like on fire coming into this movie. You know, that's why he got top billing.
1: Yeah, so. I, wonder, I wonder why Kiefer it because Kiefer plays essentially the lead musketeer in Athos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know,
0: I, to be honest with you, I think, I think in the original movie. In terms of the Musketeers, I think Richard Chamberlain was a lead actor in that as well. Oliver Reed, I mean, was a well-established, you know, respected actor outside of his drinking problems. But I believe Richard he, Chamberlain he was a well-established was, drunk. Yeah, yeah. What did Kiefer do leading up to this? Let's, let's I know we did.
1: I know we did Flatliners. Oh, I got. Um,
0: I hate when actors have a separate page for their filmography. Oh, fuck
1: like, you! Like, like come got, on. So. He did six movies total, Kiefer.
0: So he did The Vanishing, A Few Good Men,
1: uh, oh, Twin right, Peaks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Article. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. He was in Fire Walk with Me.
0: Flashback: the Nut, uh, the Nutcracker Prince, Chicago Joe and Showgirl, Flatliners, Young Goods to Renegade, nineteen sixty nine. So he was. I mean, he didn't have like. I mean, obviously Lost Boys in eighty seven. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but he was not like where Charlie Sheen was at this point. I mean, Charlie Sheen was, out. But he was still, of Tim Curry. Charlie Sheen was the biggest name actor in this movie.
1: Yeah, but he was still high profile.
0: Sure. And he's, so, the son of, yeah. he's the son of he's uh, the son of Donald too. So yeah, I mean, it's not hard, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, absolutely.
0: I guess. What did Rebecca DeMornay do before this? She was she did risky
1: business in '83. She did uh, yeah. "Hand That Rocks the Cradle." She did backdraft in '91. She was uh, Kurt Russell's wife.
0: She was also beauty in the Beauty and the Beast show with Ron Perlman.
1: Uh no. No, that was the movie. That was that was Linda Hamilton.
0: Yeah, this was this was, <laughs> this was a 1987 film. I'm sorry.
1: Is it the more Patrick Bergen was the beast or am I making something up?
0: I believe John Shav- Savage was the beast. I've never yeah, seen this. I,
1: I saw I saw the I I forgot
0: it was Linda Hamilton, so um yeah, so she was not, Shame on you. Yeah, it yeah, sounds try- like we should watch it
1: when you come over next. <laughs> oh. So Saturday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. We'll, right. we'll get Fud rockers and watch beauty in the beast <laughs> should do that anyway go all the way to, go all the way up there um, yep yeah. so I mean the loose story of the of, of the three musketeers is essentially um the king is assassinated in a plot mm-hmm. by the evil Cardinal Richelieu huh, an evil religious leader who would have thought um <laughs> And his second-in-command, Captain Rochefort, or Rochefort, if you're American like us, and we mm. pronounce every syllable that we come. Like right. of smelly <laughs> cheese. Yeah, you know, kind of smelly cheese. Um, so and so while the new king takes power, who is the the young Louis? What the thirteenth? Eh, whatever. Whatever. King Louis. And it's not King Louis from the Jungle Book.
0: Should have been. Oh, George. By the way, um, <laughs> Oliver Platt also did Beethoven. Max. about the dog
1: yeah i i know but he wasn't charles gordon so he must have been no. like a neighbor or something oh i forgot uh, stanley Tucci was in that oh good we're we're, we're just gonna jump right into doing beethoven now but
0: uh oh, i forgot and, charles Grodin died uh yes two years ago and
1: the cardinal has a plan to uh to kind of let france and mm-hmm. England kind of get taken over so the the way to do that is for him to dispatch the new king and kind of take over as their leader since he's already Mm -hmm. their spiritual leader but the best way to do that is to get the musketeers out of the equation so while the new king takes power he disbands the musketeers Mm -hmm. and they begrudgingly do so with the exception of Athos, Porthos and Aramis who they're like Nah, yeah, we're good. Nah. nah, we're good. We're well because we're gonna, it, you know it is. We're cause... we're, we're going to keep defending the king, so eat shit.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, you know, Ro- um, Rishlu is trying to strike a um, strike a deal uh, with the Duke of not, Buckingham. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to use deal it's like a treaty with the Duke of Buckingham. Yeah. Um, which, like I said, Hugh, when we were watching this, I'm very disappointed that they didn't have the Duke of Buckingham in this movie. Because he's in the, again, this is not a remake of the original movie with Richard Chamberlain and Oliver uh, Oliver Reed and Frank Finlay and, God, who was the third one? Well, Michael York.
1: Michael York was Dartanian.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to remember who. It doesn't matter. Um, you
1: know, R- R- Richard is, Chamberlain, Oliver that Reed, Frank Finlay, yeah. and Michael York, yeah.
0: That is the three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But, it you know, it would have been nice to have, like, I don't know. How cool would it have been if they had brought back Charlton Heston as a little Easter egg as the Duke of Buckingham or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, something something like that. You know, but either way. That British accent that he's got. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You might as well have Clint Eastwood play the fucking Duke of Buckingham. Just... Oh. Yeah. Get the
0: fuck out of England.
1: Yeah. What kind of deal? I don't make deals with Frogman. Get off my lawn, you frogs. <laughs> so this young upstart, D'Artagnan, he wants to join the Musketeers because mm-hmm. his father did. Uh, his father is dead due to yes. Captain Rochefort. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wants to join the Musketeers. So on his way to France, he ends up meeting up with all three Musketeers separately Um and just being full of piss and vinegar ends up challenging all three to the duels before he realizes that they're musketeers. Um, then they kind of just band together to stop Cardinal Richelieu from taking over. They stop a spy on the way who is Lady De Winter, played by Rebecca mm-hmm. De Mornay, who's fantastic. One mm-hmm. of the best parts of this movie is 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 her because every scene that she's in, she she put forth an effort. chris o'donnell did not put forth an effort he was just he was just chris o'donnell with a sword
0: that's pretty disrespectful by the way
1: uh to who chris o'donnell yeah well be a better actor and maybe you won't be doing ncis
0: so so this is ncis los angeles is actually pretty good
1: yeah not because Um,
0: of him he's good in it so this was only his fourth movie oh well good yep I'm sorry, his fifth movie. He did send him a woman right before this, and he was nominated for a Golden Globe.
1: Yeah, well, wh- where was that Chris O'Donnell when he was doing this? He was also in Fried Green Tomatoes. That's a great movie. Yeah, he was. He got run over by a train.
0: Yes, he did. Because he got his <laughs> foot,
1: <coughs> foot stuck in the track. Yes, he did. Idiot. That was coming
0: That's to that- him. <laughs> oh, NCS Los Angeles just ended, too. Yeah, well,
1: should have ended
0: or a it, while or, or is ending. It is N- ending. NCIS should have ended a long time ago. Yes it did. <laughs> Especially without Mark Harmon.
1: Yeah, but they got Gary Cole now so it works out.
0: He's no Mark Harmon.
1: No, because he's Gary
0: Cole. I mean it's true. I love Gary Cole, but he's not Mark Harmon. 2 inches out. Yeah. Um I like Gary Cole, when he's playing a scumbag by the way. I don't like good <laughs> cop. I don't like good cop Gary Cole. He needs to be like a uh 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 Will Farrell's dad from uh, what was it? Um, from Talladega Nights From Talladega Nights. That's literally if if he's not Mr. Brady, he needs to be that character and
1: everything. No, he he needs to be, he also (laughs) needs to be, he also needs to be be Cotton McKnight, the commentator for for, for the uh, for the dodgeball tournament.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: You you usually got to pay extra for that kind of action, so. D'Artagnan he plays, ends he, he up. He's a great scumbag. He really, he really, he really does. <laughs> anyway, let's get back. We could talk yeah. a whole night about Gary Cole. <laughs> <Yeah. So>, what <welcome laughs> to our Gary Cole episode? <laughs> so, D- D'Artagnan ends up um, getting captured and overhearing this deal between Milady de Winter and hmm. Cardinal Richelieu so he goes and he ends up meeting up with the other musketeers and tells them so they're on their way to Calais or Calais to intercept the message that way the Duke of Buckingham never gets the treaty and it keeps uh, and they prevent Cardinal Richelieu from enacting his duty of trying to assassinate the king. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, there's no wasted motion. Mm -hmm. There's no, I mean, there are a, a couple of things I probably could have done without total, but it's It's a very tight movie and the action is on point. The sword fighting in this movie is, like, you wouldn't think that... Yeah, I love it. That, like, an early 90s, you know, swashbuckling movie would actually have really good fight choreography. Mm -hmm. But it it honestly does. So, clearly, they took a... I I feel like they probably watched that scene from The Princess Bride, Mm -hmm. where... Where Wesley fights Inigo and they're like, this is what we want for our swashbuckling movie. Like yeah. sword fighting like this.
0: Yeah, this is great sword fighting. I would per- I personally think it's it's some of my favorite sword fighting mm-hmm. l- like like fencing rapier type right. sword fighting. Um so, in, in any movie, personally.
1: So while we're while we're on this subject now, when they get yeah. to the boat where Melady Winter is gonna sail and she's gonna go mm-hmm. off to uh, England to meet up with the Duke of Buckingham. London, England. London, England. Uh, when they're on the boat, and also the, the, this is probably my favorite scene is when they get on the boat, but mm. everybody's been killed, but they're all placed up to make it seem <laughs> like they're just standing around. Yeah, that's a, a fantastic scene. But then, like when Porthos shows, they like, "Oh, Porthos the pirate," and they're like, "Pirate," and he's like, oh, I told you, I'm famous." <laughs> now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this by you. All right. Uh, is Porthos just the French version of Jack Sparrow? It's possible very because when possible. you look at him, you know he's he's got the bandana, his facial hair, with the exception of like the dangly chin beard, is very similar to that of Jack Sparrow. And I even noticed, like I, when I was rewatching this yesterday, his attire when he's on the boat is very similar to what you would see like Jack Sparrow wear. So you you're probably right. Is he the early template for Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow?
0: Maybe, maybe I mean, if you it. add if you cross Porthos the pirate with uh, Keith Richards, yeah. you know yeah. that's that's pretty much Jack Sparrow if you think about it. And I mean, that's also no, like no disrespect to Johnny and that character, but that's yeah, that's kind of kind of what it is. That's
1: also the second time that the Musketeers are just hanging around dead people, because in, in the beginning of the movie, when they're sitting in the bar, everyone that's in the bar is dead except for them. Yeah, and they're all just sitting there. So they have no problem just hanging out with dead bodies.
0: Nope, not a problem at all.
1: A Disney movie, and there's just dead people everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the sword fights, no one just loses a sword fight by getting knocked out. Maybe with the exception of the guy that Porthos throws the bolos at. Um, Balls Q. Um, (laughs) But everybody dies in the sword fight if you lose.
0: There's no surviving that. You're getting stabbed. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you made a mention to me when we were watching this movie, and Did I, I uh, well, you 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 brought up something to me, okay. and we'll bring it up to the people uh, at home. All six of you. Um, we must have gained a follower because I think last sure. week I said five. <laughs> um, <clears throat> is this mo- Is this the movie where Tim Curry is the most Tim Curry? Which is something you told me, and I said I don't. Like I want to disagree with you just because Muppet Treasure Island exists.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, that, that, I forgot I, I brought that up, but like I just feel like I, he's great in this movie, but I feel like he's doing all the Tim Curryisms in this movie. The no, and yeah. like just the facial expressions. and the
1: and the, uh, <laughs> and the smile that curls up in his mouth and then <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Kick, kicking the ottoman away, and that could be
1: arranged. fantastic when we watched last night amy just laughed at that part she's like (laughs) now you now you know what i've got i got it from (laughs) yeah like she didn't laugh like ah, she was like like she was looking forward to that part
0: yeah (laughs) um but yeah i think so and you know i i want to i do want to say this i want to say this straight up i missed tim curry i know he's not dead Yes. But he is he's not acting anymore because of that stroke he had. And Tim Curry is one of my all-time favorite actors. He is incredible in everything he is. And I I I, I wish he had not had that stroke. I would love yeah. to have still kept watching him. He probably and would there's... end up in the NCO or something like that.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> hey, can you can you, can you picture okay. Tim Curry as a voice of Bowser?
0: probably to be honest with you
1: peaches 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 (laughs) peaches peaches he does the song
0: oh peaches
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there's there's nobody else that can act the way that tim curry does yeah like he he legitimately is one of a kind
0: he's a great emperor palpatine too
1: on what rebels
0: clone wars he Um, uh so ian mcdermott didn't do the voice of uh the Emperor in Clone Wars, well, or Palpatine in Clone Wars. It was uh in Amber, in Amber Crombie, is that his name? In Amber I Crombie. Think. Yeah, and it was him. And I think he died during the fifth season. So I think, uh, I think it was the sixth season that uh, Tim Curry did the voice. And <clears throat> I think Ian McDermott did the, for the final season. Cause you know, they obviously brought him back later, but. Yeah.
1: Tim Curry's birthday was not long ago. It was, I think yeah. it was like last week or, or uh, or April 19th, or the week before, yeah, it was last week, yeah. Um, one of the pages that I follow called Dinosaur Dracula, he's the guy mm-hmm. that puts up all the retro stuff. He was like, Oh, we wish a happy birthday to Tim Curry, who's best known for his work in season five of Roseanne, <laughs> 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 where he had like a guest, role. <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: And I and I completely, I was like, Wow, yeah, I forgot he was even on like one episode of Roseanne, like playing poker with Dan and Chuck at the table. Like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't Full house, house, Danny. Am I making this up? No, I, I thought he was. I'm obviously am making it up, never mind. I thought he was on an episode of the uh, animated series, but he was not.
1: You must be thinking of freakasoid. Maybe. Where he, where he played kind of like a like a weird version of Dr. Moreau. And it was like, and he was getting ready to get into a backstory. And Fergus was like, "Oh, it's not a backstory." He's like, "Oh, we don't have time for a backstory." And then he screams, he's like, brother, if you didn't spend so much time on the plane, yeah, I, like, I, oh, think it's, I think I think that is, I what, is what, I what, I I sure what I was thinking
0: of." I'm pretty sure that's <laughs>
1: what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um. I I miss when Disney made movies like this. I
0: do too. I hell, I would just take more Pirates of the Caribbean
1: movies. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> When you look at those movies from the early 90s, you can kind of look as, uh, as like the underrated trilogy, which would be this Dick Tracy and the Rocketeer. Yeah. Movies that
0: all three movies kind I of, love.
1: Yeah. Movies that are kind of forgotten about because they really, like, like they were one and done. All those movies deserved a sequel and never got it. Yeah, uh, even that, this that, year, you can tell they took some of Pirates of the Caribbean, like from this. Even look at the movie poster, that yeah, it's literally mm-hmm. almost like the same thing as as the movie poster for A Curse of the Black Pearl.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to go back, to what I was saying about Tim Curry, real fast, he did the voice of uh, Palpatine, uh, seasons five and six. Uh, he, I think he, so. He, um, so
1: yeah, <clears throat> yep. So, um. I kind of went a roundabout way, but we had a nice little Sorry. discussion about this, so we'll just jump right into our usual uh, uh, favorite scene. Do you have one?
0: Uh, of course I do. Um, it's There's a lot of good sword fights in this scene. and There's a lot of great scenes in this scene, but I'm a big fan of the Rochefort and d'artagnan sword fight at the end um i think i think it's a really good sword fight um i mean there's other there's other you know just great scenes in the movie you know uh the scene in the bar where uh uh kiefer Sullivan is is telling d'artagnan about basically milady de winter and he was the count you know what i mean so um that whole little subplot was is, is really good um but I, I think my favorite scene in the movie is the 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 sword fight between Rochefort and D'Artagnan the, the, at the end. You know,
1: like and and, and you would think that it, and you would think that the scene where Athos is telling D'Artagnan about Milady to win her, you would think that that's just kind of like tacked on thrown in there until he meets her later and he's calling her by her first name,
0: yeah. Sabine, Milady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oh, I'm sorry. My favorite hey. scene in the movie no, is no, when
1: um... no, no, her first name is Me. Her middle name is Lady.
0: My favorite scene in the movie is after uh uh D'Artagnan sort of fights with I don't know, Claude,
1: I can't remember his name. And he goes, to, to, to! <laughs> 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 Which is no, something I call my sister. No, something- nah, I was leaving She says she wanted to give me something to remember about. Like, <laughs> which give, my regards, I- give my regards to your sister.
0: Gerard, I'm sorry. Yeah, good. So um, which is something I also always quote. What's do. your favorite uh, scene?
1: It's there's so many good scenes. It's and I'm, I really like just um and and it's a scene that doesn't have the musketeers in it, but it's when Cardinal Richelieu mm-hmm. goes to the bath where the queen is. That's a good And scene he's talking and, he, and, and he's talking to her. And he's just he's being creepy and menacing. And it shows yeah. just how good Tim Curry really was. Yeah. And the scene, and the scene like makes you feel uneasy when you're watching it. Yeah, you're like, right. Not like uh, but like, but like this, this dude's a fucking he shouldn't be doing this. He's like, mm, people think that the priests have different, mm. you know, that be like, like being a man of gone, I don't have any wants and desires. It's like, but I'm still a man. It's just like fuck it, like. Yeah. Creepy as shit, but like this whole time he's <coughs> he's you know throwing the ideas in the head of, of the queen and of the king, just saying, "Hey, you know you got to be at this birthday party." Yeah, going to fucking murder the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, which mean, do you
0: do you have at least favorite team?
1: Uh Honestly, it's any time Chris opens his mouth. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
0: I mean, it's um, just,
1: it, it's, he feels so out of place the entire movie. He's like Keanu in Dracula. It just, yeah. he just feels out of place. Yeah. Now um, I did mention how like they could have got DiCaprio, but then I remember DiCaprio was doing, What's he didn't go a grave at this time, so he wouldn't have been available, which it, also means Johnny Depp wouldn't have been available, but he would have been a fantastic D'Artagnan.
0: Yeah. Or if Rivers Phoenix would have been. Uh,
1: yeah. If he was, you know, not dead. How do you at this point? I think he was dead by this point. We could use Joaquin. He was alive, yeah, but not probably not as well known. But,
0: so Because I know uh, he did die in the early nineties. Yeah, uh, I think River actually Phoenix died ninety three. He probably could have been in this. He died in ninety three. Was October, so he legitimately could have been in this movie. Yeah, because uh, it came out. It you know came out the uh, literally three weeks later. So, um, yeah. but yeah, um, I don't think I have an overall like least favorite scene in the movie. But I will say that. Chris O'Donnell did have some really wooden delivery to some of his lines. I guess yeah. that's so, so that's what I would say. Um, and unfortunately it's why I don't give the movie like a 10 out of 10. I, I'll give it like an eight out of 10 though. Like it's a so, eight and a half, eight and a half out of 10. It's a, it's a really good movie. That's just yeah. With at, some, with some, with some weak, the line yeah. deliveries, but it's, yeah, I, I at, love this movie. Yeah.
1: I'm at, a, I'm at an eight. Um, I mean, it's not, cause it's, I mean, it's, it's really enjoyable and it makes me long for a time when Disney took chances. And they yeah, just made movies. I miss it. Like now they just take the safe route. Yep. Like it's just, it's the safe route all the time across
0: yeah. the board, but that Hey, we can get into a whole t- discussion that's a about whole thing, that. Yeah. So. But, um, Hey, that's three Musketeers and, uh, no, it's, yeah. it, it's not too late for
1: a sequel. They can definitely do the return of the Musketeers.
0: Sure. Sure. Can sure can um hey but real quick before we get out of here george and i were lucky enough to get tickets to a special IMAX showing of gardens of the galaxy volume three on friday night we're really looking forward to that um i just hope for a good movie that's 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 what i want and i just don't want star lord to die that's all else i want <laughs> those are the two things so listen
1: you'll you'll get us you'll get like like a spoiler free review from us i will throw up on the uh, on the insta on the yeah. instagram page quick reaction um like quick reactions spoiler free because it'll still be a whole other week before yeah. this movie comes out so yep <clears throat>
0: yeah
1: nothing to worry about
0: <clears throat> yeah so um We'll do that Friday. Uh, we're not going to move the review up. It'll still be next week because I want to yeah. see. I want to see it again before we review. Yeah, it. and we're yeah, and we're um, definitely
1: not going to do the review essentially the week before it comes out because I'm exactly. I'm pretty sure there's a gag order, in effect anyway for a lot of reviewers. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, I mean, um, we we're, we're not accredited. We don't get paid or anything, but it's it's the right thing to do is to not spoil the review sure, or, sure. or to spoil the movie a week before it comes out.
0: Sure. And, and Chris is also supposed to be on too, and he's obviously not seeing it for a week. So, but next week, next Monday night, you're going to get uh, for its fifth anniversary. Cause it's been I long for Marvel movies. That's good. Avengers infinity war. Oh, my, yeah. This is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And um, we're going, we're going to do it. I can't wait. I don't even need to watch it. I've seen it like a hundred times. Yeah. I think I, <laughs> I, I was watched
1: watching part of it. yesterday. I mean, I mean, I'm going to watch it,
0: but so. It's on
1: TV so much You, you can basically turn on TV at any time And there's a Marvel yeah. movie on
0: So, um, all right, everybody, thanks for tuning in Thanks for tuning in to the uh, the, the, the special episode On Saturday night um, If you have, obviously, if you're listening to this And not that, go listen to that, if you're a Star Trek fan um, But, um, and we'll see We'll see you uh, briefly Friday evening On Instagram uh, And then Monday for regular show uh, I've been mm-hmm. Dean Holds Apple
1: I'm still George Rogers, and we'll see you in the multiverse.